Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast for the Wilmington Church of Christ. I hope this will inspire you and help you grow in your faith as we see God move through His Word. Please stay tuned after to hear more about how you can help partner with us. Enjoy the message. It is my privilege to introduce our guest preacher today. Uh, Matt Puckett is a member of our church. He services injection mold plastic machinery in all over a certain region. And I am, I just look up to him. God has been using him to make a difference in so many people's lives, not only in our community, but uh, literally all over the world. And uh, several months ago, where is he? Oh, there. Several months ago, he came and asked, uh, he said, I feel like God is asking me to preach a message. I said, Matt, I don't know if, uh, if you can preach a message. I don't know if God's asking you to preach a message, but prepare a sermon. Let's work through it and pray through it. And he did. And over the last couple of months, come on over. And um, he's presented it to our elders, and now he gets an opportunity to present a message from the Scripture to us. And uh, please welcome Matt Puckett. I believe so, yes. Good morning. Several years ago, there was a fairly new minister of the Greenfield Church of Christ. One night, his 19-year-old son was in a horrible car wreck. The boy was flown from Greenfield to Columbus, Ohio, and the medical staff didn't believe he would make it. The first, uh, the local paramedics believed that it was a fatal crash as well. Once in the hospital, several medical tests showed that the boy had an aortic tear and emergency surgery had to be done to fix his heart condition. After explaining the condition, the doctor told the minister, his wife and family, there are two possibilities. One, it would be fatal, or two, he would be disabled. Some from the church were also there to support the the minister and his family. Once they also heard the news, they started offering prayers and comfort. The minister stopped them and boldly said something like, Do not pray like that. If you're going to pray, you pray this way. You pray for God's healing. Thirty years ago, almost to this day, was November 25th, 1989. And that minister preached in Greenfield the following morning because he trusted in God with the outcome. It is without faith it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all for God's glory. I stand here today to tell you that boy in the accident was me. When this body was opened up, my heart was in perfect condition. It was by God's grace that my physical heart was healed before surgery. Unfortunately, it took about another 20 years sitting here in this room for my spiritual heart condition to be healed. I fully surrendered my life to him and completely surrendered all. I thank God for my parents and their faith in stepping out. I pray that God will continue to use me as an example of faith, hope, and love. Hello, my name is Matt Puckett. My wife, Beth, and I have been members here at WCC for about nine years. God has done amazing things in our lives here. Beth and I were married about eight and a half years ago here. I'm not sure. Seems like every day I I got caught up in the temporary day-to-day struggles of life. 
the simple prayers saying, Lord, help me, help me, protect me, protect my family, and the list goes on. While after being married, Beth and I prayed together, and we came to the conclusion that we had not always made ourselves available to be used by God. So instead of praying, Lord, help me, help me, we started praying, Lord, use us, use us for your will and your glory. So around 2012, we decided we wanted to be used by God for his glory. We were stepping out in faith because we know and are trying to live out what God is telling us in Hebrews 11:6. We want to please God. And of course, it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. We believe that God was telling us to step out in faith for his will to be done. Basically, to just step out of the boat. So in 2014, we left on our first short-term mission trip to Haiti. Then in 2015, we thought by passing out food and helping the Haitians, we were allowing ourselves to be used by God. I've now been there on three short-term mission trips to Haiti. One where there was a hurricane visiting also. We believe that we were stepping out in faith, but God had more plans for us. In that same year of 2015, we were given temporary custody of Rylan when he was just two weeks old because his parents were unable to care for him. Not being official foster parents or family, Beth and I decided we would trust in God with his will and his timing. We adopted our son Rylan in June of 2017. Then on a Wednesday of July, July of 2018, we brought home another child with temporary custody. We've been blessed in adopting our daughter, Amory, this year. Sometime later, after stressful events, Beth said, whose idea was it to have all these children? <laughs> I sarcastically replied, I told you before we got married that I couldn't have any more children. Then a short time later, she said with a grin, God showed you. <laughs> We've been blessed with six children, a wonderful daughter-in-law, three grandchildren, and also blessed to have an exchange student, San, join our family this school year. God has also called me to work in the Kairos prison ministry. I'm the one who's asked for cookies for Kairos every January and August. It was very scary the first time I entered prison, started talking to the inmates, to share with them about Jesus, also when I had to talk in front of them also. But they were just like you and I. But I keep trying to please God by trusting in him. That's what Hebrews 11:6 is saying. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who sincerely seeks him. Each step of faith that Beth and I have taken has not been easy. As Christians, my wife and I are no better off than anyone else. We're just better off than we once were. And we want to be used by Jesus to help others. Trusting in God is not easy. Trusting God doesn't mind, mean life will be easy. In fact, trusting in God has made our lives more difficult, more demanding, and just like Hebrews 11:6 says, just it's so much more rewarding. I believe God is wooing each one of us to step out in faith for his will, whatever it may be. So I want to challenge you today to surrender all, surrender your life completely to him, stepping out in faith and trusting his will for your life, no matter what the cost, because it is worth it. 
I will tell you today, a few short steps, action steps, if you'll be accepting the call from God to be used by him, and you too can step out in faith, trusting in his will for your life. These steps are all action-oriented, meaning you have to respond to God's call for you with activity. Before I go through these steps that Scripture gives us to take, would you allow me to pray for you the prayer we pray in our Kairos prison ministry before each talk? Jesus, come join us in our journey as we seek your will for this community and this environment. Teach us to love each other as you love us, to give ourselves as you give yourself, that the kingdom of God might be made present to all. Amen. The first action step you have to take to please God by trusting in him, and the only action step that matters is to reach out in love. Reaching out in love Galatians 5, 6b says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. This is how we please God through our faith. <laughs> love may be the most difficult command we are given from God, but that's the way God works. The cross is a perfect example of love. This is a, an example of the cross. The vertical relationship is with God. God loved us enough to give his son Jesus to die for us, that if we place our trust in him, he will give us eternal life. John 3, 16 and 17 simply put, God loved, he gave. If we believe, we can receive. As we trust in him more, this faith, this is faith, we please him and are able to love him back. Matthew 22, 36 to 40 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, To love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That leads us into the horizontal section of the cross. To love others just as Jesus' arms are stretched out. I believe the horizontal section represents our relationship with others. If Jesus is in our hearts, we are the church. Being a Christian moves us to step out that others too may experience God's love and begin a friendship with God. The first, this is first stepping out in faith, obeying God to reach others and trusting in his help, like I'm doing today. One way to do this is to begin a friendship in love. Let's pause here for a moment. And have some honest talk about what the word love means. After all, it's what God has, called us, God has called us to do. Many of us have had a poor concept of that. With difficult family experiences that were not very loving. And sometimes love's been used by others to manipulate us. Or maybe we've used love to get what we've wanted. But that's not what, what love, God means when he talks about Christian love. There's a very good term for what is meant by Christian love. It's called agape, and it's unconditional. Christian love is not a physical love, or said another way, Christian love, or agape, means wanting the very best for another person. So our Christian action for God is to love. 
So God's design and plan for marriage is a great example. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, and he gave himself up for her. He gave himself up for us. <laughs> so if we, uh, we love God with everything and love others as ourselves, we'll be doing both the vertical and the horizontal section of the cross reminds us of. Should we also forgive as he's forgiven us? Even loving our enemies, as it says in Matthew 5, 43 to 45. Reaching out in love, especially agape love, where we love God and love others, requires some intentional actions. It's not accidental. Let me give you what has been lovingly called the Ten Commandments of Agape Love. These commandments are all action-oriented. <laughs> these, these help us step out that others may see uh, help him or her become a better person and help excuse me and we how how we help that person grow in their friendship with God and number one we begin with prayer this is where we use our knees prayer is the basis on all we do as Christians it's the beginning and the end of all we do in Christ two scriptures bear direction on this Without me, you can do nothing, John 15, 5. And I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4, 13. And number two, you must get real. This is where you use your head and your will. Using your head, your actions must be carefully thought out before you act, just like in Luke 14, 28, 14, 28 to 30. You must learn how to understand what God is telling you in the scripture through exploration and study of the Bible. Then you can use your will. As Christians, after you've done your work and learning what God is saying to you from his scripture, then you must make a decision on how you're going to act. Be aware your efforts may be misunderstood by some. Now number three, you accept your own weakness. Being perceived as weak may be a result in being used. Number four, you must be willing to forgive yourself. And number five, you must be willing to forgive others. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Matthew six fourteen to 15. Number six, you must be willing to make amends. This is where you use your feet. You must go. You must be the one to take the first step in bringing about forgiveness and reconciliation. You have to be the mature one to help someone else grow in their maturity. You must be available for others to share a meal or be there to encourage them in times of trouble or sorrow. Now number seven. You must recognize you must trust another person with your pain and your fear. This takes us out of our comfort zone. This gets us out of the boat. As Peter stepped out of the boat to walk on water to Jesus. Number eight, you must recognize and share their pain and fear. One way to encourage one another in sharing each other's pain and fears 
is to make a friend. You be a friend. You make a friend, you be a friend, and you bring a friend to Christ. Salvation is found in no one else but Jesus. As followers of Christ, we have to fish because the message of salvation is not intuitive. It must be shared. We are to be fishers of men. We must ask God to enable us to have the courage to boldly say something when an opportunity to share his love has been given to us, just as in Acts 4, 23 to 31. If nothing else, you invite your new friend to a church service. And number nine, you must listen without judgment. This is where you use your heart to have compassion for that other person's struggles. God's given us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Or in our Kairos prison ministry, we say the four L's. We listen, listen, love, love. And number 10, we seek God's guidance. It can be done with God's help and the help of others. It's an ongoing exercise that takes us full circle back to prayer and Bible exploration and study. And finally, when you use your love, when you walk the talk and do, you should do all things in love. You expect challenges and his blessings. It may be costly. In Paul's letters, he described the cost of following Christ in the terms of whippings, shipwrecks, snake bites, imprisonment, stonings, and other dangers. It is rewarding. In the present, as in Colossians 2.13 and Romans 5.6-11, and in the future, as in Matthew 31, Matthew 25, 31 to 40. There's great joy in being the hands and feet of Christ with someone who receives his message. It is a blessing beyond words. In the last part of Acts 20, 35, it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I believe it sums up this joy. About two and a half years ago, Beth and I were able to take a friend for help in a recovery program. We recently were able, blessed to go visit our friend for her wedding. And Jay has said something that had to be quoted. I had no idea how cool Jesus was until I met him, and now I'm so in love with him. In conclusion, I'm standing here today by the grace of God to please him, working out my faith and love. You are challenged by God's word to do the same. May your heart condition be filled with the fruit of the Spirit to take, to transform, and to train. Thank you. Many of our church members are taking those uh, steps of faith, being, allowing themselves to be used by God. Uh, specifically this morning, uh, we have a, a report back from three of our church members who took that step of faith to be used by God and took a short-term mission trip to Honduras. And so I would like uh, Jacob and Laura and Angela, come on stage and share with us about their steps of faith. And be waiting for that challenge. We have this little step of faith we all get to take challenged at the end of our time. Uh, after Jake, Angela, and Laura give their uh, report back, uh, Jake will lead us into invitation, and then we will have our challenge. All right, thank you, Dale. Good morning. 
Um, like I said, my name is Jake. Right beside me is Laura Myers. Laura and I have had the chance and privilege to be on several trips together. And then my little sister, Angela, this got to be her first overseas mission trip, so it was especially exciting for me to get to take her with us. Just a brief, for those of you who don't know, um, just a brief update on how we ended up in Honduras. Honduras was not our original goal set in mind. Uh, we originally had the plan to go to Grand Guaf, Haiti, which Laura and I has been there several times, and hurricanes and all, <laughs> and uh um, that was our original intent, but the back in June, Keith Denbath, the vice president of Lifeline, who we went through, contacted us and said, due to the political unrest and the um, violence and the uh, riots in the streets, um, they were not letting Americans in, so unfortunately the trip would be canceled. So after a lot of prayer and some coordination with the Lifeline staff, a opportunity opened up for us to go serve in Honduras, and then... Um, it was just going to be the three of us there, but then Keith Denbath called me again. He said, hey, guess what? Christy, myself, and two other churches are going to be joining you there. So, and, um, you know, in the whole time, to be honest, when we first heard we weren't going to get to go to Haiti, um, it was kind of a little bit of a sucker punch. It kind of felt like, kind of felt like, oh, God, what are you going to do with us now? Are we not supposed to go on this trip? What, what, what do you want us to do? But... Um, Little did we know God always has the master plan in mind, and he says, nope, this is my plan from the beginning. So I'm going to let Angela and Laura share briefly, and I will try to be brief too, <laughs> about an experience that they had there. So it's kind of hard to sum it up um, with one story from a full week. Um, but yes, we were supposed to be in Haiti, so it was disappointing because I absolutely love Haiti, but... Uh, we were going to give Honduras a try, and it was fantastic. Um, so um, my, I guess, wow story, if I could say, um, would be from the VBS that we did on Sunday when we were there. We went to Gonzales, which is one of the first places that Lifeline planted a church and school. And um, only about 10 kids from that school go to the church, and so they said probably expect about 60 kids to show up for VBS. Well, we had 126 kids show up for VBS, and um, it was just amazing to see how the snack that multiplied and that was enough for everybody. Couldn't make it on the craft um, for that to stretch, but they made the craft, disassembled the craft, and then it was used for the groups to follow or whatever, but um, God made that work too. But um, the theme of the um, VBS um, was when life is sad, uh, God is good. And so I think that the kids really enjoyed that, um, as well as the parents that were standing around watching as well. Um, so that was a, a pretty fun part of the trip. Um, another exciting time for me is just always when we get to worship when we're on these mission trips it is just amazing to be able to sing recognize some of the songs no words up on the screen everyone knows those songs by heart but um, when we're able to sing in English and they're able to sing in their native tongue it is just beautiful um, experience um, and something I always come back saying when I come back from the trips is just how I love how they use their people there they train them up as leaders there in those countries that we serve in so that it's not Americans bringing all the people to Christ because when we leave they still have to go on 
And so it is really cool to see how um, we just come alongside them. These leaders are just continuing to plant churches. They know their people. They know how, um, how it needs to be culturally and whatnot. So I just have always loved how Lifeline trains up their own nationals to continue to do the work um, there. And as I was thinking this week, I was thinking, holy cow, it's just like us here. God has us each in a place here in our communities, in the neighborhoods we live in, where we go to school, where we work, and um, we can be doing what we go overseas to do every single day if we could be bold in our faith. So I was just thinking on that this week and wanted to share that with you guys because you don't have to go to another country. Holy cow, you can just be kind to the lady at the grocery store who's checking you out. So anyways. I agree with Laura. It's so hard to come up with a couple minutes to wrap up the whole week because the beginning to the end was just amazing. Um, but one of the days that probably stuck out to me the most was, so Sunday we had the VBS, and then the church was awesome to visit, and then Monday was just a lot, a lot of painting, and it was really hot and disgusting, but it was great once it was all done. But Tuesday we did um, gift distributions, and then we did a prayer walk after. So the gift distributions were kind of interesting because there was a lot of kids there um, but it's awesome to see all them kids being sponsored and I was helping like I only took one little girl through because you have to make sure they get their stuff and then get their picture and then send them on their way we got to pray with them I only got to take one through and then Christy's like hey can you come over here and I was taking Laura's job because she was like checking off that they got everything which was a big job when I had never done anything like it before but I was, like, getting to see all the kids that come through, which was really cool. And there were, like, three or four little boys. They were probably four or five, six-ish. Six um, and they were just kind of standing there looking at us, seeing what everyone was getting. And we're, like, asked the translator, like, what are they doing? Are they in line? Why are they cutting everyone, like, jumping to the front? And she's, like, those are not sponsored kids, so they're not getting anything. They're just seeing everyone else what they're getting. I was, like... I just want to, like, adopt all of them and take them home already. But um, so that was just heartbreaking to see. But um, after that, we took a break for the day. And then we went out to the community to give baby layettes, which was really fun. I think that was one of the pictures, actually. Um, so me and Jacob got to go. They said we need some people to walk far and uphill. We're like, okay, we can do this. You know, it's not that hard. Well, uphill meant, like, climbing uphill, like, a mountain, like, climbing. And it was like, okay, you know, we're, like, walking through the streets, and there's, like, muddy water you're trying not to step in. They're like, that's not muddy water. Don't step in it. We're like, okay. So trying to avoid, like, the ditches, and, like, we finally get up there, and the view was awesome. So that was, it was just, you got to see the whole city, and the mountains were cool. But when we got up there, I got to pray over, um, a little baby she was I think they said one or two weeks old and she was there Sunday so we got to see her because she was dedicated so we got to give her the layette and then I got to pray over her and she was just so sweet and I love babies anyways of course but um, another thing I forgot to add this first service and I feel bad now but Wednesday me Jacob Laura and a couple others went to I forget the name of the city was it Gonzalez um, we got a the night before, pick out a, it sounds mean to say pick out, but that's what we did, um, a sponsor child. 
So we got to go meet her the day after, and she was so sweet. Jane, she's seven, right? She's seven, and we got to give her a backpack and, like, some stuffed animals, and she was just so thankful, and it was so sweet because she was like, thank you, thank you, after, like, everything we pulled out of the bag. First we handed her the bag, and she was, like, so excited. We're like, no, open it up. Like, there's stuff in it. And then she was, like, the translator was trying to translate, and it was really just thank you. Like, we can understand that. Um, so it was just so sweet to see that, and it was so fun to meet her. Like Angela said, a lot of these children she loved, Laura loved, and as the person responsible for getting these two home, it made me nervous when they're talking about how easy it would be to stuff these children in our duffel bags to take home. <laughs> so going through airport security that Saturday morning, a little nervous, but we made it through. I'm actually the one who got stopped, but... <laughs> That's a different story for another time. But I'm going to get into this, Miss Hughes. Can we give these two a hand? I love these two and traveling with them. They're not a fan of speaking up here, so I'm very thankful that I was able to drag them up here and tell their story. Um, and keeping with the idea of talking about our God moment, or some, something that God showed us, and that was kind of our theme for the week through our devotions is Find the moments that God is showing you, and once you find those, what does he want you to do with them? And um, my story is similar to Angela's because, um, like she said, we both got to hike the mountain after our gift distribution. And to tell you a real quick side note about these kids and, and uh, gift distribution, I got to go through with the first set of kids. Um, there was this young girl. She was probably uh, 9 or 10. She was my first, uh, my first girl to take through, and... Her little brother was with one of the other leaders behind me. And the gifts that um, people like you sponsor a child and they send over these gifts, it was a backpack, and they gave it to her, this bright pink backpack. And she was so excited. She started, you know, rambling off stuff. I didn't know what she was saying. Obviously, I could tell she was excited about the backpack. And then so I, I called over the um, Gesiah. She was one of the translators. I called her over, and I said, uh, is she trying to tell me something? And she says she is so excited for a new backpack because her brother doesn't have one. So she wants to give her brother the backpack. So that just kind of tells you the mindset of the children we had the pleasure of dealing with. But like Angela said, later that day when we got suckered in the climbing a mountain, <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it was cool to see the village because the village, well, to them is homes. To us, it looks like our garage. But um, they had electric running water. And as we start walking through the village towards the mountain, as you started climbing the mountain, you could slowly start seeing the houses getting smaller, the electricity started to go away, the running water started to go away, up to the top to where it's nothing but a tin roof, and it looks like they forgot to put on walls. And as we're climbing up there, during our gift distribution, we handed out food bags to children to take home. And these kids were so excited for their food bags because that's what they get to bring home to feed their family. And I kid you not, we was close to the top. There's this little girl. She couldn't have been over five years old. She just got done with school at Lifeline. She had on her backpack, and she was trying to lug up this big food bag up this mountain. And even though as cute she was, it still kind of breaks her heart, but what really, what really ripped me apart on the inside was as she's walking, there's these line of other children along the side of the mountain watching her get to take food home. And that honestly was the part that wrecked me the most 
because I realize, yes, I got to help this child earlier today, but to where there's one, there's going to be many more to follow. But, you know, that's just how God intends us to work together as a church and step out on faith because I myself probably can't feed every kid out there. I probably can't clothe every kid out there myself. That is why God designs the church to be the hands and feet. Because when we got to the top of the mountain, as Angela said, it was awesome to get to watch my sister and this little under this little tin roof that they called a home. It was awesome to watch my sister hold the baby, pray over the baby. We handed Layette to the mom, and she was so excited because we present this as a gift from God because this Layette came from this church. We took down so many layouts they didn't know what to do with. These layouts were full with nutrition for their child, clothes. And we present it as a gift from God because that is why we're here. We're the hands and feet. And that made it worth it all because I will be honest with you, my attention's going on the trip. I was a little stressed out because <laughs> there was a lot of preparation into a last-minute trip in the Honduras. My mindset was not in the right place, but that was the day it got real for me. And that was the day I, I realized, yes, I cannot do this all myself. I want to help everyone out there who needs clothes or food, but I can't do it myself because that is what the church is for. We're getting ready to move into a time of invitation here. I'll invite the praise team back on stage. I, I just want to take the moment to share with you. There's not a doubt in my mind within a room this size that there are people in here who's feeling called to something. You might not feel called to go across seas and, and hand out layettes. Maybe, maybe that is you. But you're definitely being called to something because we have a community that is full of people in need of help, a church family who is broken because, let's face it, who's not broken? You are being called. The only question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And to tell you what, it's going to take practice for you to step out of faith. It's going to take that initial step. You know, I always wanted to play the piano. I love playing music. I always want to play the piano, though. And there's many times over the past few years where I sit down at the piano and I try to learn some chords and I just play around trying to bang out some notes. But whenever I play with someone of precision, someone who plays with uh, just Great talent. I always get bummed out. Think of my good friend Jason back here. He didn't know I was going to come out the first service, so he's prepared this time. But I play with Jason, and I'm like, hey, my gosh, I sit down at a piano. I play, and I, I can make some sounds, but I can't make as great of sounds as he does. I look at his hands. He's got the same five fingers I do on each hand. But I'll wait could have been that when I was over here playing around on the piano Jason was over there putting in the practice that is what stepping out on faith takes, it takes practice sometimes it takes the small step to amount to the big ones we've got many chances for you to do that Dale's going to tell you one here in a little bit but all I'm going to say before, before we open up our invitation, our time of response what I can tell you is you will never know the potential of a seed 
just by keeping it in the palm of your hand. You will never know. It'll take planting it. It'll take that first initial step to know what it can amount to. If you're left just holding that seed in your hand, that's all you're left with. And this voice on a constant playback in your head saying, what if? What if? What if I take that step of faith? What if I join that small group? What if I join in that ministry saying, here I am? God doesn't want you left saying, what if? He wants you saying, I did. So I'm going to pray. We're going to have prayer warriors up here. Dale and Matt, I'm going to invite them back up here. If you feel God wanting, wanting you to take that initial step of faith, I invite you to come forth. We will pray with you and help you direct your focus to where it needs to be. Heavenly Father, God, I pray now that as we move towards this time of invitation, I pray that you would not just stir in the hearts of people here, God. Remove that question of what if I would take that step. God, because I don't want anyone here left with that question the rest of their life. I want them here, and I know you do, God, saying, I did. God, we know it is so worth it in the end. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this ministry has impacted you, I ask that you would pray and consider partnering with us financially so that we could continue to minister here in our community and beyond. Visit us online at wcconline.org backslash donate to find out how you can be a part of what God is doing here. Thank you again for joining us and I hope to see you back here next time. 